Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Okay, so I was letting a friend know about a purchase I made recently, and I introduced it as, I feel like as a coffee snob, coffee lover, I just made the biggest coffee faux pas purchase of all time, but I have no regrets. <laughs> so I just switched, and it's even hard for me to say this sentence out loud. I just switched from a daily French press usage to a brand new Keurig in our kitchen. And I want to talk about it though, because it but is- why? Okay. So first of all, you know, Brian's the one who makes me all the coffee. And cleaning a French press is not fun. Like it's not fun. They do have disposable like bags that you can put in a French press, but like the whole concept of it is to like not have the waste for it. And so that seemed counterintuitive to me, but the biggest actual issue, cause that I could deal with, we could get over it. I just been drinking less coffee lately, which is really weird. And so a French press, even my small one makes like four cups and I'll maybe top off my first cup and that's it. And so I just felt like I was wasting so much coffee and you put so much grounds in there to make the thing. And on the weekends I can go through it, but during the weekday, it just wasn't happening. And so he was like, I really encourage you to look at one, just the one cup and how fast it can be done and all that. And Penny could make me coffee. Like that was a big highlight. And so I was like, okay, I'll look. Cause I haven't, I used to have a Keurig like years ago. And my biggest beef with them was that it didn't make a strong cup of coffee. It just felt really watered down to me. The flavor wasn't there. And I like me a very, very dark, strong cup of coffee. So anyways, it went into research mode like I do, and the technology has come a long way. It's probably been 15 years since I've owned one because I had one in college. They have now what they call multi-stream technology. So if you've had a Keurig in the past, you know, it pokes the hole in the center of the cup and there's a stream of coffee that comes down. Well, now they poke five holes in the cup and it's a slower, like it's faster to heat up, but slower 
water process through the cup. So more of the grounds get soaked and you have more of the coffee that's like actually penetrating by water and getting into your cup. So it supposedly makes a better cup of coffee. The review that sold me was on the particular machine that we got, which is like a Keurig Smart Supreme Enchilada. I can't it's some it's their newest one. It's the one that connects to Wi-Fi. You'll know what I'm talking about. But literally a review from some woman was like, this replaced my French press cup and I love it so much. And I was like, okay. So there's like all these settings you can do, but we signed up for the like auto delivery. And since we have the smart Keurig, it like scans the QR code on the cup when you put it in. So first it gives you like the recommended brew settings for that particular cup, but then it keeps track of the cups that you're using and can auto reorder for you. I'm sorry. It's fine. Amazing. Which I'm so excited about. So yeah. So we're Keurig people again and I'm excited. I've had two cups of coffee today. I got the toasted graham cracker blend from Starbucks. It's it's what I'm drinking right now. It's so good. That sounds so yummy. We just are, we keep it really simple and we, you know, I tend to have like espresso and like, like make myself a latte on the weekend. During the week, Jared makes a pot of coffee and I as weird as this sounds, I just have his cold leftovers. So he just chills whatever he doesn't make. And it's not as great the next day, but it gets the job done and it makes it fast. So I just, you know, if I were really doing it the right way, I would make cold brew and like, just keep it in the fridge. But he used so much grounds. You can make so much. You can make way more coffee by making it hot and chilling it than you can because it's cold, yeah, right? it's not concentrate. Well, if you're making it concentrated, you are supposed to put water in it. I know, and I never it. did. I just always had a really strong cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's been working for us. But our current flavor is like, uh, I think it's called Pinion. It's your Pinion. It's the Santa Fe. It's the Santa Fe blend. We buy it out of New Mexico. My best friend lives down there, and and. She gifted us a bag at one point, and then Jared became incredibly obsessed. So he will buy it from there. But you smell the bag. It's so and good. It, and it doesn't – it's not a flavored coffee, but it has, like, a distinct smell that's yep. very yep. different. Because it's – it's the beans are roasted in pinion wood, and so it's, like, that smoky – kind of flavor. I also buy those bags because they're delicious. So that is the only other thing I need to get is your own, like the My K cup where you can make your own with your own grounds. So I need to order that so I can use the grounds that we do have, but we have everything now. We have a percolator. We have two sizes of French presses. We have the Keurig. We have an espresso, espresso maker. And, oh, I have like a pour over Chemex. And then I have one of those like Vietnamese I don't know what they're called, but the metal thing that you can do like a great Vietnamese coffee with. So we have all of them. So pick your flavor, pick your style. I, I have a cold brewer also. Your uh, mom is literally commenting from the side room, just oh. telling me all the other coffee things you also have. Listen, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> she gets to benefit from it too. It's true. No, we have pretty much everything too. We have an espresso, we have a regular coffee maker, French press. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. A whole nine, but 
Well, Keurig was having an amazing sale. So I literally got a $249 coffee maker plus four boxes of K-cups for $99. What? I was like, this would be silly to not try this. And their customer service is incredible. So if I legitimately didn't end up liking it, like they do allow returns. And so I was like, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So well, I'm excited. Of, let's do it. Let's talk yeah. about the difference between yeah, let, let's checks and proposals. <laughs> Fabulous transition. Oh, okay. okay. So we are here for part two. If you did not listen to the episode before this, please literally pause and go listen first because none of this will make sense because we're going to be referencing oh, 100%. comparisons of what we literally just talked about. So go listen to that one first. The overall conversation is the pros and cons and differences of a pitch deck in a sales meeting, basically, or what we call opportunity calls, opportunities, because <laughs> we don't say calls, versus a one-page proposal that you would send someone still walking them through it. That's the key. We're going to talk about that. And the differences between when you might use one over the other. So if you like want to explore a pitch deck and have a little bit of beefier service and have options, please go listen to the episode right before this one. Okay. So So what's the proposal? A proposal is taking the long form pitch and really reiterating everything that was said in a streamlined way to back up everything you previously mentioned, sold to them, (laughs) set up for success, whatever. And it's really been like, you really want them to just be like, oh yeah, this is what we talked about. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Oh yeah, okay, I remember that part. Oh, okay, this is the next steps, cool. I'm ready to go. And I think the problem that I've been seeing is people are just simply sending this over without any setup. They're missing, and I talked about in the first set of this podcast, was I talked about in episode one that you tend to have people who are skipping the presentation altogether and sending them directly to a proposal. And I see people emailing this over, which is phenomenal. But I think without a conversation, it's not as effective as it could be. Could you still convert people with just emailing them a copy of this? Yes, totally. And especially if you've done a lot of education on your website, and maybe you have the same type of project that you're doing again and again and again and again, i.e. a signature service, and people have kind of watched you talk about working with other clients, maybe they've seen your actual results, a case study page, or the work you've done for other people, maybe they don't really need sold on anything and you're really just walking them through next steps. I get that to an extent, but if there's any confusion at all about what you do without a presentation, you're going to lose someone. Yep. Yep. 100%. And not just lose someone, but this is the part of the customer service and experience that I want you to start caring about. It's the part that like you've convinced yourself is too silly or pitchy or awkward or uncomfortable. And I really want you to reframe your brain into thinking this is the part that you're guiding and adding personality and handholding in a way that's actually sustainable and truly is going above and beyond what other providers are doing. So it is the way for you to stand out, but also like 
make sure you're on the same page and make sure there's no miscommunication, but between literally what you said you're going to do versus what you end up doing or anything in between. And it literally will help you close deals faster. So yeah, why not? Why not? not? Well, to really get into the differences, you know, I think if you are doing an opportunity call and you're doing a pitch deck, I would still have a proposal page because to me, the proposal page is really just going to take the long form nature of the pitch you put together and really simplify it and streamline it and give them an opportunity to be like, yes, I totally get it and agree with it and move forward. Now, that being said, Emily and I have absolutely been in a position where the pitch was long. Like there was a lot of involvement there and it was a lot easier to send them a pitch deck that we had already gone through and say, here's a copy of your proposal. And we just email them the long form version of the slides so that they can review everything we've already talked about. But in a lot of cases, I don't think that's necessary for you guys because your process is the same or the signature service is the same from client to client and they don't necessarily need a copy of the pitch deck. You could simply send them this as the next step and it's gonna feel enough the same that they're comfortable moving forward. And if anything, it's just gonna enhance their experience. To me, this is like the version of a follow-up email that's like more of a sales email, but instead of having it in the email, they like go to a landing page to review it. Yep, yep. So we have templates for this. Yes. (laughs) To help you, actually for both, you get access to both inside the incubator. We can also design some for you. That's like literally what we do. And they're pretty incredible. We love to integrate them directly with Dubsado. So it's like a seamless transition from they're sending it. They can like actually click on the thing to make their first payment, sign a contract and automatically be sent through like your client process. If you have the workflows and the tagging stages set up inside of your account, it really like our absolute favorite thing to do is to present a what feels like a totally customized hand-holding approach that is like 90% automated on the back end. And this is one of the really helpful tools that helps connect the dots from interested to they're raising their hand to them becoming an actual potential client. Yeah, no, this really helps streamline that process so that there's no question and they feel really confident moving forward. I like to have it really just... Everything you said in long form, you're condensing it down. And so I want it to be the Cliff Notes version. If that makes it easier to think about, then let's do that. But let's go through what's included on this page so that you have a clear idea of how the framework's a bit different. You really want to start with their pain point and problem. What are they struggling with? What is bothering them? What are they not accomplishing right now? What are they prevented from moving forward with? Where do they feel stuck? And y'all, if you've done your job right leading up to this, you do not have to come up with these things yourself. You literally copy and paste verbatim what they have told you. They potentially even put it in their lead capture form initially and you're just... Copy, paste, make it a sentence that makes sense, done. Right. (laughs) You're just like, okay, here's what it is. Now you're going to put salt on the wound. We're going to amplify the frustrations here. 
you want to kind of talk through, oh, I hear you. And here's why it sucks. (laughs) Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Now... Let's make some math. Now I'm the superhero that can solve these problems. Yeah. So then you set yourself up as the superhero of the situation. You're like, I'd love to swoop in and solve this for you. Boom. This is where you reiterate. If you talked about a plan and a goal, this is a great opportunity to reiterate those couple of sentences without having to re-come up with anything and really set you up for success. If you feel like you need to talk about 
why you're the expert, this would be where you would do it. Sometimes that's necessary if you're doing a really technical service, but a lot of times it's completely ridiculous. You guys, some of you try to put a bio here or you try to like, they already know who you are. They try to put, you put too much of your own personal info. If they're at this point in the sales process, they should already have all that information. Yep. Yep. And and you don't, you're just saying, remember everything we talked about? Yep. I can do it. I can solve all your problems and relieve all your pain. I can come to your rescue. Okay. Then we like to insert great testimonials from previous clients. It could be a quick, here's how amazing it was to work with so-and-so. Here's the results you got for so-and-so. This is like a case study, but like in a one to two sentence maximum form. And again, if you do not yet have a case study or you do not yet have a client testimonial, this is where you can use data and facts from like the industry. You're pulling in that educational component of people get 376% ROI when they invest in da 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 da. You can even cite the source if you want. Like, absolutely. Yeah. This is just you again saying, I know what I'm talking about. And here's why it's important. And here's what other people have said is true. So you're saying, I know what you said. I'm the hero. And now you're saying, and everyone else says this is important. So you need to be paying attention. Yep. Then you get into the actual service itself. If you were to have packages and you wanted someone to pick from a set of options, you could lay out the options here. 95% of the time, I suggest by the time they get to this point in your sales process, you've already identified what option makes sense for them. Yep. And you're presenting one. One. You've taken your signature, whatever, and modified it to work for them. You've added things, taken away things, whatever. You've gotten really clear. This is the scope. This is where you... This is where you put the bullet points. You can call it the name of the package. What is the freaking service called? Here's what's included. Bullet points of scope that will be, again, reiterated in the contract, right? And if you do offer multiple packages, but even if you're just presenting one, create a template that has all of the packages available and dupe like individually. And then you just use the template that has that one that you're going to present to them. Right. So I like having a template for all your main things. And then you're just going in and Mad Lib style editing the 10 or 15% that's different, right? Now I like to get into process. This is less about at this point in this stage, if they've gotten here, we're not necessarily trying to convince them why this is important. This is a logistics conversation. So when you're talking about process on a proposal page, It is, we're going to do this. Here's what's coming next. You're going to expect this. And this is just to ease any potential buyer remorse. Because what happens when someone signs a contract and makes an initial payment, if they don't know when to next anticipate a conversation with you, this is where they start to doubt their investment. Uh, What did I just spend money on? And so what we're trying to do is set them up for success even before they make the payment so that they're super clear. Oh, oh, okay. I'm going to hear from them mid next week, or I'm going to have a kickoff call in the next seven days, 
or I'm going to fill out a questionnaire that's going to come to me automatically via email, or we're going to schedule this X amount of time out, like whatever. It doesn't matter what the process is. It is a logistics conversation so that there's no doubt how and when you're going to reach out to them next. And the mistake I see here is people try to explain too many steps. They're like, here's everything we're going to do throughout our entire time together. And it's like, I really... Save that for a welcome guide if you feel like you need to walk through all of those things. Don't put that here. This is more of like, in the next two weeks, what's going to happen? Here's what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to break that down into a couple steps, great. But like, this is not the whole... They're going to sign. They're going to pay. You're going to have a call. That's most likely with the steps. Right. Talk about those. Yeah. Okay. So this is not the full timeline, especially if you end up sending them both. Like maybe they got a copy of the pitch deck and the proposal is just reiterating some things and moving them through the contract and signing. You definitely don't need to re-include it there because they theoretically already have a copy of it. If they have any sort of options to customize their experience, like maybe you talked about them adding on copywriting or adding on additional photos or adding on ongoing support after the fact or whatever. If you want them to like agree or check things, great. Personally, I like to have already decided what's included and not make any question on the scope. And if there's other things you can do for them, upsell them in the middle of the project or at the end of the project, not on this. Get them in the door for the main thing. Yeah. Get them in the door for the main thing. And you can always talk about continuation of scope and other things you can add. I love including another testimonial or case study. This is a great opportunity if you have a visual thing you're selling to include a little gallery of images or displaying some examples of other client work to really just seal the deal on everything I talked about. See what it's going to look like. You're going to love this. It's going to be beautiful. Yep. Aren't these so good? You could have the same thing. Yeah. And you know, we had a client who designs custom wedding packages and intimate events. And for her, you know, throughout the thing to make it feel more tailored to the person, she was including photos of their engagement session in this day. Well, on the section that's like, here's some of my other work. It's not necessarily about explaining literally anything. It's like, okay, maybe you have three to five styles you typically work within Include the style that's going to resonate the most with this potential client that you should already know. Like we're not sending a proposal to someone we've never met. We're not sending a proposal to someone we haven't had a discussion with. Right. So theoretically, would love this. They said they wanted moody. So I'm going to show them those. Right. And so then you just include examples that are relevant to them. You know, is it going to take you 15, 20 minutes to customize this? Yeah. But like, is 15 to 20 minutes worth your time if it means you're going to land so many more of these people. Uh, yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> okay. The next thing would be frequently asked questions. Emily, do you want to talk about the mistakes we see people make here? Yes. So what you don't want to do is create confusion, hesitation, or ickiness by asking questions that they don't need to be asking right now. You don't want to create a bad client before they even become a client. What I mean by that is like, 
I know you are thinking, I'm going to put the questions here, all of the like miscommunication issues that have popped up or this client wanted this thing and I don't want to offer that thing. So I need to be really clear that I don't offer that thing over here. But what you're accidentally doing is creating these opportunities for this particular client to then be needier or want the things that you don't actually want to serve just because you brought it up in the first place. So I like to ask questions that yes, they're going to ask, but again, it's more logistical of what's coming next and what's going to reaffirm their decision that it's the right decision and give them confidence that like, once I make this payment, here's what's coming. And if I'm confused about what's coming, here's a little bit of a breakdown on that. But it's not this nitty gritty like, oh, you didn't even ask for it, but I'm just going to tell you right now that you're not getting that. Like, I can't tell you how many questions like that I've seen where I'm like, just delete it. Like, don't even address it. Yeah, if they have this question, address it privately. But like, let's not add doubt where there isn't doubt. These should be, again, more logistics questions for the most part. Like things that they're going to immediately think as soon as they've signed you know, how can you set them up for success? You've already talked about when you're going to communicate with them next. But if they're thinking about getting the project started, they're thinking about what do I need to give you to be successful? Or what is expected of me? And so this is an opportunity for you to kind of set them up with, hey, you don't need to worry about anything. I got your back. I'll reach out for what I need. Here's what you can be thinking about. But you you do it in a Q&A format because I think it tends to, they're like, oh, yeah, I am going to wonder that. But the, maybe they haven't wondered it yet, and that's okay. But, like, I want you thinking about when you're talking about FAQs, this should be the frequently asked questions of brand new clients, not people reaching out about your service. Because at this point, they already know about your service. You've already walked them through the whole sales process. This is, like... What are the questions that people are commonly having as soon as they book? This is the answers you're including here. And then honestly, guys, it's so simple. All you're saying is, boom, let's go. And so you're wrapping it up. I'm so excited to hear from you by X date. If you have any sort of proposal expiration, this would be where you include that. And theoretically, they should be, oh yeah, this is everything we talked about. At the end of this page, they're just hitting submit, moving on to the contract that's already pre-filled with their info because you entered them as a client inside Vipsado. Pre-filled with their info, they're agreeing and signing and then automatically being taken to their initial deposit page. It's so simple. (laughs) And yet I know can feel really overwhelming for people. But you guys, the proposal page is not your sales tool. The pitch deck is your sales tool. Yep. And the the conversation. The conversation is your sales tool. Yeah. The proposal is a review of everything you've talked about. Now you could, if you wanted to, if you felt like, you know, 95% of my projects are the same. Okay. You could take the pitch deck and take all the fields we talk about, all the components we talked about and move them into a layout that's more of a sales page. But if that's the case on the call, instead of reviewing slides, you're reviewing the actual page. They're going to see when they actually get to that conversation. If you're doing a pitch plus proposal, 
the proposal is just, uh, here's everything we talked about. They're nodding their head and going, yep. And then they're signing and paying. And it's moving them through that process faster. It's about increasing the conversion rate and timeline, like speeding up the timeline of decision making. Yeah. Now, if all of this felt exciting, but overwhelming, and you're like, oh, I don't have any of those things set up. And I've maybe started Dubsado, but the whole part is confusing. And oh my gosh, I would love for them to automatically get my onboarding guide or welcome kit after. And then this email, and then they need a scheduler to book this appointment, but I haven't set all of that up because it's confusing. And oh my gosh, what about the copy or the design of that proposal or the pitch deck? And what is actually the difference and what makes sense? If you need help figuring that out, that's literally what we do with our clients. And we would love to chat with you to see if a project of working with our team makes sense. So if you just head to bossproject.com slash waitlist and let us know that you're interested in Dubsado implementation and workflows, that will give us a good guidance on the framework of what you're saying and reference these episodes. If you're listening and that's making you go fill out that waitlist, reference these so we know what to talk to you about and you can see our own sales process and client process and prospecting process by having a chat with us about the projects and ideas that you have. And we can get a lot of this off your plate. We have professional designers, Dubsado certified experts, tech specialists, copywriters, everything in between over here at Team Boss Project. And we would love for you to get to use them to see your project come to life. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.